What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Spoilers Only. Today on the show, we are discussing all things DCOMs. What's a DCOM, you ask? Disney Channel original movies. So we're going to be talking about some of our favorites from over the years, as well as a little bit of the history of DCOMs. So let's get started. So you and I both grew up watching these movies. Yeah, We were definitely Disney kids. Everything Disney Channel, to be honest. That's true. That's true for me, too. Uh, so many like good original like programming though like TV shows series like Disney really would beat out Nickelodeon for me because there was a lot of good ones. Um, but we're not Still talking about day. we're not talking not about kidding. series today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was gonna say we're not talking series today. We're talking all things movies. I feel like the original movies were like if if I watched one movie like over again, I could tell you what where I was when I saw it the first time, who I was with, like if I was with friends or a sleepover or something like that. It's like I can pinpoint like definitive moments of my life based on like DCOMs. But one thing that I didn't realize was I kind of always thought that they started sort of mid 2000s because I remember the Cheetah Girls was 2003 and that was a big one when I was young. I liked those. I liked Camp Rock. Um you know, High School Musical is the one that everybody associates with DCOMs, you know, but there's that was never my absolute favorite. I have seen them, but I wasn't as crazy about them as some of my other friends were, especially in school and stuff. Um, but the first ever DCOM came out October 25th, 1997, and it was called Under Wraps, and it was like sort of like a horror movie. I've never seen it, to be honest, but I was researching some of the, um, you know, early, the early times of DCOMs, and it actually starred uh, the guy who voices Patrick Starr in SpongeBob SquarePants, and I believe SpongeBob came out in 99, so that was a few years before um, SpongeBob, and then another big one that I'm, kind of familiar with but i used to have a friend that used to be obsessed with it was halloween town i've never um, seen that halloween was 98 town. me neither i just knew it because of my friend because she would tell me about it and she used to be like obsessed with it um but those were like the 90s wasn't too big for them it was more after like the year 2000 there was almost like close to 10 every year um and, I mean, I remember the Kim Possible movie. I remember, because uh, I, I was just reading High School Musical, it was 2006. And in that year, they also did Return to Halloween Town. So they had, and I think with, with the Disney Channel movies, they also, it was easy for them to do sequels. Um, I think because some of the actors that were in them were also working with the network a lot, or also on TV shows on the network. So I think it was easy for them to do sequels. You know, they had all the high school musicals. They had, um, I think, two or three uh, Cheetah Girls movies. Um, yeah, I think there was three. And then they also did, like, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. See, that one I remember exactly where I was when I first saw it. <laughs> exactly what was happening. I actually missed, like, half of it because my brothers were watching something. And I was, I was mad. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, my God, all right. As soon as I figure out um, what time this is supposed to come on, like, I need to, like, start it because, yeah. like, this this is a huge thing. This is a huge deal. And I missed half of it, but I think it came on, like, either the next day or, like, a co- like again after that the night. And I got to catch the beginning of it, but it was, it was so intense. A lot of those movies are, like, very depressing or frustrating in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, That's their true. depiction of popular people in DCOMs will have you, like, wanting to jump through the screen and just go absolutely feral and just start swinging punches on people. That's true. Yeah. Because they're so they're And I think also... <laughs> yeah, and I think also, like, um, what I was saying about sequels, because I completely forgot about The Sweet Life, because The Sweet Life on Deck 
and then the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because there were the two shows. They had the Sweet Life movie in 2011, and then the same year they also did um, a Good Luck Charlie like Christmas movie, which like I didn't even I didn't even realize um, that they had done that. And then more recently, because uh, I I don't watch Disney anymore, but like I'm still kind of because I, I do have Disney Plus, so I'm still. I'm still involved with Disney. I just don't watch like the Disney channel like I used to. I mean, I used to just leave it on in the background all day. Um, but like the more recent movies that I at least am familiar with that I've heard about is like the Descendants franchise and the uh, zombies. There was zombies one and two. Um, and then the most recent um, decom that they did was December 3rd, 2021. So just last month. They did um they did one called Christmas Again and I literally have no idea what it's about. I just read it on the list. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's about Christmas happening again, but I don't know any any like more than that. Of, but what were you gonna say? One thing. Before it's like that episode of Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy wishes it was Christmas every day, never did he burnt out because presents. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh I think the last Disney Channel movie that I saw was Descendants 3. Oh, you did out. see it. Yeah, I never saw that. I know they, it was really popular, though. They were um quite the movie. It could have could have been better. Yeah. As, far, it, as far as dialogue and costume, but overall the concept was pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I know. I've I've heard that was one of like the more recent, like really popular ones. Um, I know that uh, High School Musical just celebrated an anniversary. I might be wrong, but I think it's um, fifteen or sixteen years ago, which is insane that that was that long ago. Um, but do you think like because you've seen some of the newer um, decoms, like you just said, do you think that it still has that same sort of feeling as the old ones or do you think that it's changed it's definitely changed i don't know what it is i can't exactly pinpoint right in this moment but there's just something so okay i know what i, I know what it is so like with the older movies before disney channel really like established itself as a network and we're talking about like the older ones like the smart yeah. house era um they were just movies, just in movies, and then they became family movies, and now they're just movies for little kids, or at least they are family movies or children's movies, but they just aren't executed that good, like a lot of their older ones. I'm sure they were cringe, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how Camp Rock is just not as good as we remember. But they still were fun. They still were fun to watch. Yeah, that's true. I think um I think like going back and rewatching some like we did and also just like going on YouTube and watching clips and stuff. Um I feel like with some of the movies that came out from like maybe two thousand three to two thousand ten, I feel like maybe some of them, or at least the ones that I really enjoyed were more geared towards teenagers like a more like mature age range and now I think like you were saying with some of the newer ones I think they're more um I think like the first thing is that they're family friendly and it's like you said it's it's more like children's as per se like some of the other ones were of course they were always family friendly because it was the Disney channel but mm -hmm. I think there was some that were geared towards you know, maybe people who were in, like, elementary, middle school. And then I think there was more high school. Um, now I think there's really no difference. I think it's just sort of all the same. But I definitely enjoyed ones that were sort of geared towards older kids and also maybe showcased older kids. Because I know a lot of the um, actors started so young in those shows and movies. Um, like, one of the... 
I know some of the actors and actresses were 14, 15, 16 when some of these movies aired for the first time. And it's nice to see them portray characters that are their age on TV. Because if you're watching a movie at 14 and you're watching like a 14 or 15 year old play a 14 or 15 year old or a high school student, it's just easier to relate to it. Like even if it's a science fiction movie or if it's a drama or like a romance or something, it's just easier to relate to it if you're just watching a bunch of teenagers in these movies. Of course, you're not going to want to watch a movie as a teenager about like a bunch of seven, eight year olds because it's just going to be like, okay, well, what am I watching this for? But when you're watching a movie at like 13, 14 years old and it's like about high schoolers, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this yeah. is cool. Like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be, you know? But yeah, it's it's yeah. a good that they had a little something for everybody. Like some movies were a little more um not adult but like more mature. Mm-hmm. And then there were some that were just for kids. Yeah, but now but now like you said, you think that it's sort of just geared towards kids. Like, like it's sort of lost that sort of like cool edge for like the teens. I would say that, however, I have not seen anything within, like, recent years. I think the most recent thing I have watched was Descendants 3, and that did come out, like, like four or five years ago. Yeah, I think also, yeah, I was going to say one other thing about, like, how many DCOMs there were. Like, if you look at a whole list starting from 97 till now, and you see... There was only, like, I think three or four in the whole year of 97. 98, there was only a couple. But it was right in, like, 2000. There was, like, starting in 2000 and maybe until, like, 2015 or 16, I think there was at least, like, 10 a year. So there was, like, that mid-2000s big, you know, sort of burst of decoms. And I feel like that's what everybody at school was talking about. That's what, you know, that's just what everybody was talking about. Um and it's funny because I remember like watching some of them, like how we were saying before about how we can like remember where they are or where we were when we saw them. Mm-hmm. I can clearly remember um, I w- had watched like Cheetah Girls, like I think um, a few years at- after it had come out. And I remember like going to school the next day and talking about it and nobody else had watched it. And I figured because either A, maybe they didn't watch Disney Channel or B, they just weren't like maybe they missed it or something but I was really one of the only kids at my school that watched DCOMs as intensely because I would try to talk to some about it and they wouldn't like it and then when I moved on to other grades I found like my friends and my school chums definitely um you know we would talk about Disney but I feel like also at that time maybe late 2000s maybe mid to late 2000s I feel like Nickelodeon had a big boom as well because they had like iCarly um you know some of the some of the iconic like Spongebob episodes happened in the mid 2000s and um I just remember iCarly was such a huge show and Victorious that was like more 2010 11 12 but that was huge too so I just I have a lot of good memories about watching those but I think with DCOMs now, I think there's only been like four or five in the past like year. So I, I, I don't know if they're as popular as they were, but I also wish, I cause I remember I was reading. Many. Yeah. I remember I was reading um, about like a marathon they did uh, to celebrate the 100th DCOM. And I can't remember what year it was, but they played like every single DCOM that ever okay. came out. And then led up to the 100th movie. Um, and I kind of wish they'd do something like that again, where they'd just do like a big marathon and they'd play all of them. But also, that's what Disney Plus is for. Because, be you know, honest, thankfully, a lot of them are available on there. That's usually what I use Disney Plus for if it's not to watch like the god awful X Men movies for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> That's unrelated. Um, I'm probably just watching some of my older, like my favorite Disney Disney Channel shows or movies, just because I want to. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're in this episode. We're gonna definitely not talk about 
excuse me, High School Musical, because I feel like everybody has that that that, that movie franchise has been has been beat to death. We get it. High School Musical was like the benchmark for you know for movies. However, I will say this: it did do a lot for Disney Channel. Unfortunately, because after High School Musical, they decided, oh, everything has to be a musical. So, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of movies after that were musicals. But I do like a lot of the movies that were not musicals, because since everything was a musical, the ones that weren't felt real. (laughs) Real in quotation marks. They just felt more like movies rather than a musical, you know, because with those movies, everything's just over-sensationalized and super bright, and, you know, they're singing, but with, you know, just regular movies, it's just a movie with some pretty fun, interesting characters and a fun plot. No gimmick. Don't get me wrong, it's not a gimmick because a lot of the songs were iconic, for lack of a better word. Like, everybody loves Lemonade Mouth. Everybody loves Let It Shine. And if you don't, you're lying to yourselves. That's true. Anyway. Those are two great movies. I <laughs> Lemonade Mouth was a good one. Time. That was yeah. one of my favorite ones, to be honest. So what are yeah, you and, and it was it was funny because with Lemonade Mouth, um, I didn't realize until recently when I had like done some research on it that it was based on a novel. I actually learned that a couple of movies, a couple of decoms are based off of little books. Um, uh, Geek Charming. Have you remember that one? I remember it, but I can't remember if I saw the whole thing. Um, that one was also based off of a novel. Um, you should check out this YouTuber. I'll send you the link later, and we'll I'll actually probably uh, post it on our Twitter as well. But she used to go by Kate Loves Disney on YouTube, where she just talked about a bunch of Disney movies and stuff. And now she just talks about all different types of movies and stuff. But just used to, um, for at least Geek Charming and Lemonade, lemonade Mouth. She's like, I cannot talk. I have, I have spaghetti mouth. <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ignore that. Um, noodle. Noodle mouth is what I was... I'm sorry, I had to clarify. So, okay, so basically she just talks about a bunch of Disney movies. And with uh, Lemonade Mouth and Geek Charming, she read the, uh, the, the novels and then compared the movies to the books. And I guess the books were a little more mature for, you know, compared to the movies. But, yeah, they were. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I always thought, like, I remember the Diary Diary of a Wimpy Kid books. um, And then I remember when they were turning that into a movie. And, you know, they I mean, they had a lot of movies um, and a lot of books, too. But I always, it was funny because I never thought that a DCOM could be based on a book. I just always thought that it was something that, like, the Disney writers were just cooking up. (laughs) But, like, also... um, yeah, and, and uh, another one that I am pretty sure was based on a book was Read It and Weep, which was a favorite of mine, definitely. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in the episode, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was Lemonade Mouth and Read It and Weep are the two that come to mind that I know that were novels, but I, it's interesting to know that they had like a a secondary inspiration to be turned into a film. It make like I said, it makes sense because there are no such thing as original ideas, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not gonna excuse it because they I, I enjoyed the movies. They 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 brought a very mm-hmm. good experience to the TV. So I'll, I'll excuse it. <laughs> so a movie that. I wanted to talk about and also it kind of like jogged my memory before when you were saying how you know a lot of movies on Disney Channel after High School Musical kind of followed like a musical thing 
one movie that comes to mind that sort of blends the two together, which is, you know, between it had a, a good like plot and story, but it's not necessarily a musical. Yes, it has a soundtrack and there's music in it, but I wouldn't really consider it a musical is Starstruck. <laughs> and I know you said you've never seen this one. Um, That's really funny. And I, no. I yeah. Here's the thing, with those movies with with Disney Channel, it's either they are a, a music musical or a music focused movie. Like Lemonade Mouth was a musical, but it was focused on music. Let It Shine was a musical focused on music though. Um, Teen Beach movie didn't focus on music; it was a musical. So yeah, after that, they just kind of said, "Oh." Music is our thing, but I also think that that was like a part of their plot to like try to get us to believe that everybody that they hired could sing, since everybody on their channel yeah. who was popular had a music career. Yeah, definitely. So, and some of them, you know, still do today. Um, and I mean, I I always thought it was cool when because I'm like you know big music geek so I always thought it was cool when movies blended that together however I do share your same opinion about like high school musical and how everything kind of changed after that and it was just they it's like they didn't really make a movie where there wasn't music or like an original song that went along with it but for mm -hmm. me I feel like starstruck is excused because <laughs> this is like such a huge part of, of my life Light. um it was came out in 2010 you can cut this part out if you want to okay but didn't you say it's because you had a crushing sterling night oh <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah that's true that's true no that's that is true I, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that in that is true <laughs> not ashamed at all because I first became familiar with him from Sonny with, with a Chance. Yeah, like that was uh, yeah, so Sterling Knight. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so um, yes, all of the above is true. Um, I was first <laughs> familiar with him on Sonny with a Chance and I remember that was like such a huge show um, and I remember playing like the video game that they had for like Nintendo DS and stuff. Oh. Um, I wish I meant like on the Disney Channel website. I remember that one too because I know the um, they had a bunch of Sweet Life games as well. They had a pizza party one that I used to play like all the time. Oh my god! Um, but yes, they did have a Sunny with a Chance like DS game. And if I find it like on eBay or something, because I, you know, a few summers ago I. Uh, went back and I bought a bunch of games that I used to play on my DS when I was like a child. So I had like, I had like the Enchanted video game from like the Enchanted movie, which that was like my favorite. That was like my, love that movie. Um, and I also had like a Little Mermaid game for DS that was like, I still know where they are and I may charge my 3DS and play it. T tonight um but if i i'm gonna go on ebay later and i'm gonna look for the um sunny with a chance game because that was a lot of fun um but so starstruck was like a musical but it was also sort of like a you know teenage romantic <laughs> movie and uh something the interesting though about it was because we were talking before about how it had such a great soundtrack um Sterling Knight actually only sang one song on the soundtrack. He only sang the song Starstruck. All of the other songs. Starstruck. Don't ask yeah. me what the rest of the words are. <laughs> he, that to was be fair, I've only seen the commercials. I know. That was the only song that he sang, and the rest of the songs were um, sang by an artist named, like, I think his name was, like, Drew Scott. I want to say. Um, and I guess what had happened was Sterling was like casted late 
in the movie and he didn't have time to like learn all <laughs> of the songs and record them so they had someone else do the other songs um and he just sang that one and Inea, when I tell you, I was devastated when I found that out. That like broke me. I had Wait, found so that out in the movie. Does he not like? So is he like lip syncing in the movie? Like they had Zac Efron do? Yes, I believe so. Because now I need yeah. to watch it. Like yeah, because fifteen years later, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because like I was devastated when I found that out because when I was younger and I always used to say like Sterling Knight was my favorite I used to be like oh my god and he can sing so well and then now I realize it's the one song but yes he can sing he can sing great that song of like you he said can sing. he wouldn't be on Disney Channel <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I was like shocked when I found out that the other songs were sung by somebody else because I was like oh my god this entire time I thought it was Christopher Wilde. So Christopher Wilde is his character in Starstruck. And he's like this teen pop idol. I think he's like 16 or 17 years old. And I got confused when I was younger because I thought that that was also his character in Sunny with a Chance. But it was uh, Chad Dylan Cooper. And I was like so confused trying to remember all the names. But so... um. The movie centers around a teenager named Jessica, and she's from Kalamazoo. And that is. her <laughs> Michigan <laughs> makes sense. Her older sister is like obsessed with Christopher Wilde. Um, and so she Jessica's like super annoyed by her sister, and she finds out that the fam- her family is going to California to visit uh, their grandmother. And so her older sister is going to use that time in California. Like instead of hanging out with her family, she's going to go look for Christopher Wilde. <laughs> and that makes her, that makes Jessica, the younger sister, like upset. Um, so I, rem- I remember the then we, no, I was saying, I remember this from like the commercial. Um, it's like your typical, Haha, there's more of them than you would think. Yeah. But continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we learn about Christopher Wilde and he's gonna be in like a movie. Um, but he has sort of a bad boy reputation with the paparazzi. Um, and so the movie's directors are a bit hesitant to you know, give him the role. So he agrees that he'll be out of the tabloids in order to make sure he gets this deal. Um so the older sister goes with Jessica. So it's Sarah and Jessica. Jessica's the younger sister. Um, and they go to, they sneak out to go to a birthday party um, for Christopher's girlfriend. I guess she's like a famous like model in California. And he's supposed to perform there. So uh, they, the two siblings get separated, of course, because that always happens in these movies. And the younger sister, Jessica, runs into him and uh, she hits her head. And I clearly remember this scene. She hits her head on like a door opening and he ends up having to take her to hospital and then oh, his mansion. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he brought her to the mansion Um because he needed to like meet with the film director. So she goes along with him after the hospital and then he takes her home. Um, And so then she lets him stay in the grandmother's garage because the paparazzi had followed him. So there's just this sort of a bond develops almost between them because like like I had said, she's so annoyed that the sister is so obsessed with him. But yeah, he did help her when she was injured. And then in return, she let him stay there because the paparazzi had followed him. So I can literally hear like the music playing in my head from these specific scenes. Oh my God. So they, um, you know, she he decides to show her around Los Angeles and they, you know, there's like this montage 
of them having fun in the city. And then um, they try to return to Malibu, but the paparazzi's there again. And uh, I'm pretty sure something crazy happens to the car. I think it gets stuck in like quicksand or something. And uh, then they end up walking back to Malibu and they get into a fight. And then he's like, oh, you know, I enjoyed hanging out with you because, you know, you don't look at me as a celebrity. You look at me as a person. Um, And then they ended up going to the beach and, you know, almost a kiss happens. And then he realizes that um, he could be recognized at the beach. Um, So she ends up like she was heartbroken because she really she really ended up liking him and kind of trusted him and they like I said they had a bond so she ends up returning to um Kalamazoo um and it turns out that the paparazzi that were following him were like documenting everything that was going on and so there was like you know these rumors that they were um together so his his girlfriend um the one that the party was for the one that they met at was eventually breaks up with him and um, paparazzi then start to show up at her family's house in Michigan. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of drama that goes on there. Like it was, you know, that was to me where I was thinking like, this isn't necessarily a musical because not everything was set to music, but there were songs at specific points and I am assuming that the actress um, that played Jessica sang her songs, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> so I'm not going to go on record about that because I don't know. <laughs> I was um, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Considering um, Zach Efron. Well, exactly. For somebody, for somebody who does not want to talk about high school musical, I sure am bringing that up a lot. <laughs> Well, I mean, like you said, it did, uh, you know, it did do a lot for Disney. Um, You know, clearly because they have the show now, like they have the big high school musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus. But yeah, just to recap, like what happens in um, Starstruck, um, he ends up one of his uh, friends in the movie ends up like encouraging him to do what he thinks is right. So he um, fires his parents as his managers. And this is like really like sort of like the climax of the film. And he ends up turning down the movie role that he like worked so hard to stay out of the tabloids for. Um, So the basically the end is that Sarah and Jessica go to a school dance together um, and he shows up, Christopher shows up and um, sang a song that he wrote for her on stage and also apologizes. Um, the paparazzi show up. Um, he confesses that he had lied about like kind of what had happened between them because like I said, there was like so much drama in like the middle of the movie. Um admits that he has feelings for her and then they agree to go on a date. So it does kind of have a happy ending. Um, I just, I just thought that was like the best film. (laughs) I just was like so obsessed with it. So the funny thing about princess protection program is just that fact that I hated the the mean girls in that movie and i get that that's literally the point that they were trying to get across but they overdid it okay that was what i was talking about earlier when i said i just wanted to jump through the screen and just start just start collaborating because they were so unbearably rude and it was so funny and like the end they're like oh rosie's actually a princess in a country somewhere she's actually princess rosalinda um like yeah, give it up. Your your the jig is up. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think he were going with that? Where did you think he was going with that? And then there was that the scene where they were like outside, and then the other girl, um, Chelsea, she was like, "Oh, the 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 crown is mine. I'm homecoming queen." 
you can take the crown, but did you earn it? No. So it was just so funny how she was like, oh, give me, give me the crown. The crown is mine. And she like even took it away from uh, Rosie and Carter. You didn't earn it, so you're not gonna be recognized as one of the in the yearbook if that's what you want so bad. You're not your picture's not gonna be up if that's what y'all school does for whatever reason. You're not gonna be like, oh, congratulations to princess to to queen, uh, Chelsea for you know being homecoming queen. Nah, they're gonna be like, all right, Princess Rosie, we love you. Who is who is Chelsea? Nobody likes you. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so they were so unbearable. I wanted to smack them so hard because it, it's just so funny how Disney Channel portrays, like, popular people and how they're just, like, these relentless yeah. bullies. And for some reason, they dress like they only shop at TJ Maxx in the um, <laughs> the business casual section. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do absolutely love that movie. I love seeing yeah. uh, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato together, and I love seeing like um, their characters go from like oh, from Carter going from like oh, I'm an only child, and I'm not used to having like another girl in the house, and plus she's like you know super weird, and they're like you know what, you're a true friend. I love you. I would do anything for you, and I'm just like that's. That's what's up, man. That is what's up. And I'm about to start crying because I love y'all so much. Um, I love y'all. <laughs> Not to mention, I also had a crush on Nicholas Braun in that movie, but that's really besides the point. Um, it's really funny because he was also in Minutemen, as we know, but for some reason, I never made the connection that that was the same actor. But yeah, I liked him in both movies. Yeah, that happened with me, too, for a lot of movies. And also like realizing after getting into succession that he was so prevalent in all these movies I watched so years funny. and years before succession because he was <laughs> I started watching succession because he was in it but y'all didn't hear me say that <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about that um so about Minutemen actually it is a really good movie I feel like it's better than uh what is that other back to the future and that's real yeah, sharp and coming from me considering i've never seen any of the back to the futures <laughs> but i said now what I, said. I have i have seen all three of the back to the futures i'm pretty certain there were three mm-hmm. first one was good it's like you know classic 80s movie it kind of defined that year that decade because when everybody says 80s movies Everyone instantly thinks of Back to the Future. However, um, I have seen Back to the Future 3 more times than I wanted because it was always on TV and it would just play and play and play. Yes, kind of, but I don't feel... I don't feel... (laughs) I don't feel the same way about 2012 that I do about Back to the Future 3 because 2012 was on... You hate Back to the Future? Back to the Future. No, 2012 was on like four days ago, and I wanted to throw my remote at the TV. So your remote <laughs> would break, so you couldn't change the channel, so you could keep watching the movie. <laughs> so, Minutemen. <laughs> you were saying about 2012, your favorite movie. <laughs> but yeah, Minutemen absolutely love that movie um it is really funny uh just because it's a movie about some teenagers this like super smart genius boy of a 14 year old who was like 11 at the start of the movie um who's going to high school and now he's like you know what i'm bored i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something with my smarts because school's not fulfilling enough so he comes up with a formula for time travel and then they um, are like, oh, well, we need a guy to, like, help us build this time machine. And then they, you know, team up with the weird, the weird scary guy that everybody's just like, ah, he's weird and quiet and scary and kind of alarming because he's so weird and scary. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I'll help you out. I'm up for a challenge. 
And then he, like, builds a time machine to super nonchalant just because he wanted to challenge himself. I'm sorry. I think Disney knew what they were doing. They knew that everybody was going to have a crush on him. Because <laughs> who's just going to say, oh, um, I'll build a time machine. It could be fun. And they just nonchalant. Just constructed. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Kind of. Yeah, and this and this what are is another movie. <laughs> well, this is another movie with um with Jason Dolly, and it's so funny because I feel like, and, and it's so weird to think that like, I I you know I always go back to Succession because well I I mean Succession is my life, but also <laughs> it's so it's just so weird to me to think that cousin Greg was in a movie with Jason Dolly because Jason Dolly was like was like a sterling knight for me like I would watch everything that he was in I would I had his posters on my wall like I was obsessed and it's so crazy to me me with Twilight that's unrelated yeah it's so crazy to me that all these years later you know you know three four years um being like completely obsessed with succession and then realizing that there's a connection between my current favorite thing in the world and my favorite thing in the world from like 15 years ago. It's just insane to me. Um, but no, I really love Minutemen. Um, I hated I, you Jason know, Dolly in that movie. His character was so annoying and until the end where he redeemed himself. Yeah, you got a point, but I would watch it just specifically for him because I thought he was so cute. Like definitely had a crush on him. See, the um, thing is, he's unbearable in that movie because he was just like such a horrible friend. Because they were all like, "Oh, Virgil, um, you're gonna like literally destroy the entire universe. The universe is gonna collapse upon itself if you use the time machine again." But he was like, "Hmm, okay, that's a very good point." But then he sees his old friend who literally like bullies him every day. But you're like, "Oh, you know what? That's not important. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna um." I'm trying to I'm gonna go back in time um for this guy who literally does not care about me. He's literally just using me and I'm gonna try to, you know, preserve that friendship that died four years ago. Mm. And he caused the universe to collapse upon itself. <laughs> and as Charlie in that movie said, you didn't help build this thing. All you did was painted it. You painted it, and that was it. Yeah. And he's just, he was just not a good person in that movie. Um, I have very strong opinions about that movie. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, as you should. I mean, that's, I agree with you and on that. And I think, like, I think also, it was also, like, those classic, like, Disney villains, like, in the movie. All of the DCOMs definitely had, like, a villain um, that you could sort of be upset with, but like you said, there is like a redeeming thing at the end. I feel like that like always happens, but you know, in like, I was going to say that he, yeah, that his friend didn't actually care about him. He was the re his ex friend was the reason why he was in the position of being a loser. Yeah. And I think, um, also I, like, I like the movie because I, I'm glad that it ends on like a heroic note. Even though, like, you know, as they're just, like, walking through the school after everything happened, like, nobody really suspects anything. Um, but. Okay. I know. So, <laughs> no, because guess what? On the DVD release, there is a an extended ending. Really? I didn't oh. know about this until I got the DVD, like, last year when I was going through that whole thing. Yeah. Where I would not shut up about Minutemen, which I, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, I understand what a hyperfixation is now. Um, but yeah, so when I got the DVD, there is an extended ending. So basically, in the ending... First of all, I don't know how Disney Channel mess up their own characters that they literally just built, but um, some things were just out of character. So the scene includes uh, Charlie, the little boy. He shows um, 
Zeke and Virgil as Jason Dolly and Nicholas Braun's character, he shows them like, hey, so um, so since you said that we couldn't do like time travel anymore because black hole, blah, 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 blah. How about, you know, duplication. So somehow he like, you know, duplicates himself because he's like, oh, what if you want to stay at home and watch Judge Judy, but you got a, a, a test in second hour and, you know, you got a heavy class load. So, like, you know, you can, like, duplicate yourself. And so he had, like, two. And, yes, he actually <laughs> did say Judge Judy. Um, it's so weird. It's so random. But then Virgil and Zeke were like, no, no, we're done with this. So they, like, shove him into the vending machine at school. Him and his clone. <laughs> so I think that may have, like, set it up for, like, a sequel, but they just left it out of the um Aww. the network release. Would you have watched mm. the sequel? Yes, but would I have wanted it? Do I want it to be the want there to be a sequel? No. Like like only if that one, was only how one it ended. That only one that I've written though. I don't know anything about science as far as like um nuclear quantum you know all that stuff yeah cosmic mechanics or whatever um but i will make up enough words to make it seem like i know what i'm talking about i do that like on a daily already um but i would have like a like minute 10 years later or like 13 years later since it's like more than 10 years since then oh yeah that would be cool but but only i was gonna say only five written though yeah I was going to say, like, in in summary about Minutemen, for me, I think uh, I think it's a great movie. It's definitely, like I said, in my top five list. And I just, you know, I love the snowsuit guys. Me you too. Know? They're great. There's a mistake <laughs> in that movie, too. There's a mistake. Okay, so in the scene where they first save Chester, the, the, the kid who, um... So Chester is a guy who... You know, he gets his gym clothes stolen. And then yeah. that's when they realize, oh, we can go back in time and, like, be, like, silent heroes to, like, be uncool. And they go back give him cool clothes. So, anyway, in the first scene where Chester um is in the hallway, like, naked or something, behind the bullies, there's a poster that says, wanted, snowsuit guys. <laughs> and that was before, like, any of that has even happened. But then when, like, in the next scene, when they, you know, when they go back in time, and then he's upstairs, like, in his cool clothes and stuff, the poster's not there anymore. Oh. Told you, I've seen this movie too many times for me, too. <laughs> you know what? You should, you should go on IMDb, and you should put that under the goof section. Because I think on, like, on, um, on, like, desktop view, they have, like, a little goofs thing. That's, that's good. I'll write a review and be like, "Oh, let's 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 keep it up. Let's get a sequel, boys, but not a Disney sequel. It can be like a Disney Plus production, not Disney Channel, though. I want a, a little more wiggle room as far as um what I can and cannot say. I think that they should be able to say certain words. I would watch it. So yeah, for some reason, if either Jason Dolly, Luke Benward, or Nicholas Braun is listening. Um, let me know, fellas. Let me know. Because they're absolutely let's, let's get right this. Now. Let's get this happening. <laughs> I'm all in. Another really crazy one that I feel like is very relevant today was Smart House. You know, the one with the house that was smart? <laughs> Yes, I do know that one. <laughs> so it that okay, that movie is really funny because of course back then you would think like, oh, I would love a house that was like sentient for whatever reason. However, it was like black it was like a PG black mirror. <laughs> as everyone <laughs> says about literally everything involving technology. It was a black mirror before black mirror because technology bad. However, who would want a house that knows things about you? Like how the house, like, if I'm remembering correctly, it, like, pricks your finger and, like, knows everything about you. 
why would I want that in a database? Mm. Why would I want my house to know things about me and also be in control of everything around me? And also, they got locked in the house because the house was like, no, I'm your mother, so you must never leave here. That's crazy. Elon Musk, don't get any ideas, bro. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> Yeah, that that's true. That's that should be like a public service announcement. But what what, what year did that one come out? Like Wasn't that 90, like late nineties? Like ninety eight or ninety nine? Yeah, I think so. Yep, ninety nine. Wow, it's so weird how that was back in ninety nine. But you'd think like some of those things would be around today, like a house that's smart that has gone bad or gone rogue it kind of it kind of is because there are smart home systems however there aren't like houses that like are as sentient as they were in that movie but also who would want that who would want that who realistically with a brain and a bunch of brain cells that work would want that i just don't think i want my house itself to be you know fully in control like i kind of want to do stuff myself but also hackers man hackers what if somebody hacks your house and they like do some stuff now you're like you can't leave your house the windows are on lockdown like it's you know will smith's house and i am legend i just think that technology should not be able to advance that far and if you people let it you got another thing coming buddy <laughs> yeah and i think like also like um like you said there are so many like and i actually read something not that long ago well that i just went on two different things the first thing i was going to say was like you said before it's so funny how there are so many similar things available today like mm-hmm. there are smart homes because it's like, oh, you have a thermostat that you can control with your phone, or you have lights that you can control with your phone, or your voice, or whatever. And they decide that exactly like, 112 rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I'm just yelling <laughs> random words now, but you get my point. <laughs> I definitely do. That would be a nightmare for me. I'd be so afraid. But like, also, like, there's you know, Roombas gone mad, and there's like, I've seen things where like people's Roombas. It could get hacked and like if you can't control the Roomba, I don't know what to tell you because literally all you gotta do is just pick it up and turn it around on his back like a little turtle. <laughs> um, but I, I saw something in um uh Business Insider about um Smart House and it was like a, a writer from the movie talking about how like today's technology and how it compared to the movie in 99 and like how there's you know there's hope for technology today about stuff like that and i think that was from like october november so it it wasn't like that long ago and it's just it's so funny how a movie a, a decom movie that came out all the way back then you know that was sort of like a glimpse into the future because there are things like that around shouldn't be (laughs) however something like advanced technology stuff like self-driving cars i don't see why that's that bad like if they get into a crash it can't be any worse than real people getting into a crash because people can't drive anyway so how differently is a robot gonna drive yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah that was but, uh, um one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, that was uh that was a good one. I, I I honestly haven't seen that for a long time. Um but is it do you know if it's on Disney Plus? It should, yeah, 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 I just Google it. Good, good. I'm so glad that all of those are available like that cuz I feel like a lot of people would probably like get them on YouTube or something or rent them but i feel like it's good that they're um available on there because you know that's like the vault that's like the disney channel vault Mm -hmm. um but another movie that you and i mentioned a little while ago when we had on our lists was 
Let It Shine. And I feel like that definitely also deserves an honorable mention. Um, that definitely deserves a, a, another mention because that um, that was like a really good one. That that made me feel like I wasn't really watching like a decom per se. It really does not it feel was like, like your movie. No. I would have gone to the theaters to see that. I still would have a, like a whole <laughs> premiere at home or something. But that movie, it just was special to me because, you know, I'm going to be real here. On Disney Channel, at least, like, within that, like, you know, that era, there weren't too many movies or even TV shows with Black main characters or even, like, a Black cast. So seeing that mm-hmm. movie, it was like, huh, cool. I like this. You know, I felt seen. But yeah, yeah. I'll say that that was that this is, you know, they say representation matters. And it really does, because that was like my favorite movie growing up, because like, you know, it was a black cast. And then it had my boy, Tyler James Williams, who was in Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. And he's now in Abbott Elementary. And it was so funny because I was watching it the other day. And my dad woke up and he was like, Ain't that dude from Everybody Hates Chris? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he grows. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> to be fair, that show was like 20 years ago. <laughs> I I used to love Everybody Hates Chris. That was like, that was, was such. We, we got to do day. like an. We got to do an episode about like the sitcoms that we used to watch like as kids because that was like I love that show. I remember like coming home from school like every day and there would be marathons on and I would always watch it during dinner if we had like TV during dinner. Um, I mean that was just that was such a good show and I will say I have um, I have started Abbott Elementary and I really like it so far. So shout out to shout out to ABC. And Abbott Elementary, I, I really it's, like that it's show. It's hilarious. I love that format. I love everything. Me too. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's so good. And I think it has potential to, like, be one of the, like, most popular sitcoms of, like, you know, this time. I hope so, because, you know, I feel like there's not too many good sitcoms out there right now. Um, I feel like it's, it's Mostly kind dramas. of died off a little bit. Yeah. And also with ABC, I know since um, since Modern Family aired and Abbott Elementary sort of has the same sort of setup as Modern <laughs> Family. Um, I feel like, you know, I used to love Modern Family, too. And like, I feel like ABC hasn't had a sitcom since then. Like ha- even even ones that have come out um, since Modern Family, I feel like it was ABC was always known for that. And then when that ended... I'm glad that there's something similar to it out there. Um, but I, I do really like um, that as well. And Tyler James Williams also had a recurring role on The Walking Dead. Um, ye- I mean, years ago. Um, I think it was like seasons. Hmm. I gotta remember. I think it was season four or five. And he played this character named Noah. And I loved when he was added um, added to the show. Um, but that's just that's just another shout out because he's he's a really great actor. And I think I think Let It Shine was like. Yeah, I think Let It Shine was the first like movie I had seen him in because I had just known him from TV shows like Everybody Hates Chris. So it was and then um, his brother was in Lab Rats on Disney Channel. I also loved him as, in, as well. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, he actually came on an episode of um Lab Rats, and he played uh Leo. That's what um his brother's character's name was. He played like an older version of him from the future. Oh, I didn't know that. I remember when that when that show was coming out, though. That was my absolute favorite show. I don't know something about Disney and like their sci-fi productions. It was my absolute favorite. Yeah. But yeah, um, let it shine. It not to mention the songs in that movie were um incredible. Uh, for it to be Disney, they had some mean flow. Not gonna <laughs> lie here. Um, so yeah, 
I remember watching that movie with my cousins. We were all gathered around the TV, like watching like the final rap battle, and we were just like, "Yo!" It was great. It was great. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good one. And I remember um, the uh, rapper that um, Cyrus rapper? had to had to battle. Um, uh, bling. Yes. Yes, I think it was like Lord Bling or something <laughs> like that. He was the actor that played him. I think it was Brandon Smith was his name. Mm-hmm. Brandon he, Michael Smith? I, I feel like I'm making that up, but he was on no, Sunny with a Chance. Sunny with a Chance, yeah, but he was also the friend in um, Starstruck. He was Christopher Wilde's friend. He played Stubby. <laughs> and they were both in Sunny with a Chance. That's really funny how yeah. Disney, like... Disney Channel was is basically like the uh <laughs> this is gonna be like a really weird analogy, but they're basically like the uh American horror story cast where they're just they're just everywhere. It's the exact same cast, just in a different order. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I love that for them. I really do. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. The music um in that movie was good. And I feel like that's where like with like kind of how I described Starstruck before I feel like Disney has a way of blending music with the storyline so that it's not so much like it doesn't feel like it's a sort of like a you know gimmick musical sort of thing like how we were talking about before there's definitely they have that way of like not overdoing it but it I mean, it, there's only a select few that I feel like can get away with it, though. But it's definitely let it shine. And I'm, I love it. Like, that's definitely top list, top five. So I think, I mean, that concludes our list. I just wanted to mention the, the cultural impact of let it shine. Mm-hmm. Because another thing about that is, like, a lot of their shows really didn't have um, like diverse casting after a certain year because back you know back back in the day we had that's so Raven and you know that's so Raven was a predominantly black cast and then you had uh, Wizards of Waverly Place which had uh, you know a lot of Hispanic and Latino characters minus David Henry who was neither. Um, yeah, that's, that's besides, <laughs> that is besides the point. And then we had, uh, you know, automation characters and stuff on there. Poor representation of them in, uh, like, Jesse. But, you know, so they just kind of gave up after that point. So for them to pull back, pull out, um, let it shine, I was like, oh, okay. So Disney, like, Disney, y'all, y'all still cool with us, huh? Definitely, it's definitely a very um, important movie, and like I, I, I agree with you on how like the representation um, in the shows matters, and how when you look back on it now, and those TV shows that we all watched as kids, and you know, sadly, um, there wasn't a lot of representation, and there should have been. So I hope that for kids, you know, little kids, teens nowadays, I hope there's more shows on Disney that, you know, accurately represent. And just because everyone deserves to feel seen and everyone everyone deserves to have, you know, see themselves, whether it's a movie or a TV show or something. So I'm, I'm glad that there's movies like Let It Shine in their um, vault because it was, it was a very important movie. It still is, though. I mean, it still holds up after all these years. Absolutely. And actually, I think I might watch that later. Um, Yeah. But I think that kind of wraps up what I wanted to say. I just wanted to get my honorable mentions out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And same here. I think uh, this was like a really great conversation. And I'm glad that we could share our lists and talk about, talk about, you know, the DCOMs that are like true decoms like not just camp rock or 
you know, high school Don't musical. Me wrong, we really Rock was fun. Yeah, it's just all you people ever talk about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that just that I guess that wraps up our discussion. This has been spoilers only. Follow us on Twitter as spoilers only. Duh. Uh, check out our Twitter for stupid stuff and other miscellaneous content. Um, follow us on. I just said that. Check out our <laughs> link tree to see if other places our podcast is available. Um, that is also available on our Twitter. Um, subscribe to our YouTube Spoilers Only podcast. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, you know, follow us on there. Share just to some people that you know, or not even that you don't know. Just honestly, just inbox random people and just link us to them. So yeah, um, yeah. I just spitball everything that I say. It, none of the stuff ever makes sense. <laughs> Becca, <laughs> any comments? I, I I totally agree. Please inbox random people with this because I think I think they'd really like it, and I think everybody everybody needs to know more about decoms, and this is the place to be for that today. So thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time on spoilers only. <laughs>